Every time, <laughs> every time Bighorn did that in the episode, it just fucking killed me. Too much energy. Too much energon. Like this podcast. <laughs> Cheetor, what in the ever-loving fuck have you done? If I wanted to fly, I would have become a bat, not a rat. It seems my head is purple fire now. Intelligent conversation. Good The louder you yell, the more damage your bullets do. Ah! Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Well... <laughs> I've decided that I want to live. Welcome to episode 131 of Too Much Energon, the podcast where we talk about Beast Wars shit and talk shit about Beast Wars. Coming to you live from a mysterious floating mountain somewhere hidden on Planet Angle Slam, I am, as always, The Siege, one of your hosts. And I'm your other host, Neo Cal. What's going on, Cal? Well, you know, we're wrangling some uh, Longhorn and uh, we're uh, dangling some Bighorn. Today and this episode of uh, Too Much Energon, and uh, well, suffice to say, we get enough buffalo for everyone. You get enough uh, uh, buffalo hot wings uh, for to satisfy all of our hearts and stomachs' desires. I know. At least, but it's sad that when the white man came to North America, they just killed them for their wings. Right. All the buffalo. Yeah. Yeah, they they killed all the buffalo for their wings. Everyone knows you can harvest the wings without killing them. And where look where we are now, three hundred years later, we have and we can uh, have buffalo wings whenever we want. We have buffalo wings whenever we want. We can walk into a store and uh, buy imitation buffalo wings, and then when we exit out of the store, we can encounter a uh, a large gathering of crackheads underneath a. Uh, uh it in a parking garage with a mini bonfire going on that's right and that's why buffalo have evolved to not have wings anymore (laughs) that is something i encountered the other night (laughs) (laughs) wingless buffaloes yes wingless buffaloes absolutely no i uh there were um uh, a bunch of junkies in the like parking uh, like the covered parking garage area of where I work. Uh, there was a large gathering of them. And uh, the first time I went outside, uh, they were straight up like just doing drugs. Like they had torches and like crack pipes and were smoking up. Mm-hmm. And then the next time I went out a few minutes outside, a few minutes later, they had a little little miniature bonfire going on. And you're like, I don't even know where they got that barrel, but fuck, man, that's wild. What yeah. is this? It's it's wild to see um, the places that we grew up becoming like Escape from New York. <laughs> I, I definitely got um, like uh, like old Detroit vibes from like RoboCop and RoboCop Two, which is like, that yeah, which is like how like run down and demilitarized it is. Because let me tell you, that's. Kind of what the town that I live in is turning into in some place in certain areas. Yeah, uh, I drove down um, a certain street that you may be familiar with here in local city, 
And <laughs> the very speaking like an AI now, <laughs> I drove down uh, st- uh, homeless street in local city, and um, I had my partner with me who hadn't like gone down that way in, in quite a long time, and um, it's a sight to behold. Is it is it worse than it was when I was uh, walking by there every day? Gone further and further up. Because I was talking about uh, uh, that particular aptly named street. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it's Pandora Avenue, folks. Yeah. Uh, I've talked about it before. Um, I, I was talking about Pandora Avenue to a coworker of mine the other day. And I was like, Pandora Avenue is kind of weird because it's like for a few blocks, it's like. Uh, oh, yeah. It's gentrified it, as fuck. Yeah. It's like junky, junkies paradise. Uh, but then like you go like just a little bit in either like up or down, like either up or side. down the street. Yeah. And it just becomes a regular street with like houses and stuff on it. Yeah. It's like surrounded by gentrification. Yeah. Like they're trying to squeeze them out, <laughs> out eventually. <laughs> right. And it, it, it didn't used to be like that nice by any means, but all of those kind of like, uh, fusion living spaces you know how it's like condos in the building but the bottom has like a gym and like a small grocery and like a bookstore and coffee place or like whatever i'm seeing that a lot more now i uh i drove up uh a street in the town that i'm in uh it's uh i don't know if you remember third street or not by the high school there oh yeah we were driving up uh third street and um Folks, I had been out of the town that I live in now. I, I've mentioned it on air before. It's Nanaimo. Uh, I had been living in Victoria and not in Nanaimo for like a decade. And I, when I came back, uh, I was surprised to see that 3rd Street, which was mostly just farms on either side. Uh, just kind of nothing. Yeah, there, there were farms. Yeah, like I mean, farms. but just like. Yeah, just farm farmland, barbed wire fence, fences. Uh, now it's like all brand new condos and retail space. I'm like, it's hard for me to picture. I'm like, what the hell? What happened to the farms? (laughs) That's hard for me to picture. Yeah. Weird. Well, all we can say is thank you, China for buying up all of our our land. And people are just like, yeah, yeah. Those have been there a while. Where have you been? And I'm like, better places, (laughs) (laughs) better places. Some people uh, that I know find it funny how much I shit talk Nanaimo and other people actually like get kind of offended. Yeah, the people that the people that hate Victoria and defend Nanaimo are the ones are the reason that (laughs) I don't like that place. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're part of the problem. Yeah, I find here uh, there's, I either, there's either people who love Nanaimo, like who, who will defend Nanaimo, and they'll talk about how much they hate Victoria, or they'll talk about why Vic specifically. I don't I know. Always I always wondered that. I talk about Victoria a lot. You shit talk Victoria a lot? No, not shit talk. No, I just I I talk about Victoria a lot, and that um, usually leads to either them being like, "Oh yeah, that Victoria," and like we will just talk about like things about Victoria or they'll be like, Oh, I hate Victoria. I'm like, you hate Victoria. What do you I'm think? Like, of this? I'm like, what do you think of this shithole? And they're like, Oh, Nanaimo's actually, I really like it here. And I'm like, for God's sake, why weird uh, for anybody like listening. That's like, Oh, run along now. Local talk. It's like comparing. Oh, it's really hard. How do I, 
like Central Park to the rest of New York. <laughs> or um like yeah, there's like bad parts here, but like the bad parts here are like like a strip that you could just like avoid. <laughs> Where whereas like the bad like Nanaimo, what do we always say? Nanaimo is the like is the Chicago of the island or or something or something. No, I don't that say Vancouver? that because I actually really want to visit Chicago. It's so like it's on it's very high and honestly it like it it's because of the dark night. I remember now. See I'm, seeing all of those like beautiful like IMAX like panning shots of Chicago yeah. like shot on IMAX cameras in 4K. I'm like this looks like a really like lovely city. I want to see it with my own eyes. Here's a Canadian uh, joke. I remember what we we had said a few times. Uh, Nanaimo is the Alberta <laughs> of, oh, of the island. <laughs> it kind of is, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, for Americans, um, we're equating a, a city to um, a province, which what I would like to say is the equivalent to like Alabama. <laughs> or Texas. It's known as Texas North. Or Texas. Yeah, it's called like Texas North. <sighs> there are even people that like dress the, like cowboys. There are, yeah. Which is you don't live on a farm, bro. You own a condo in like Edmonton. I I uh had a uh roommate briefly, which uh was an awful experience, as with most roommate experiences are, but her boyfriend was from Calgary. And he spoke with straight up a Texan accent. I'm like, are you putting that on? Like what? Must be. Really? Yeah. Like, and like, they were what? from there. They were from, from Calgary. They were born and raised in Calgary. And they'd only been living in uh, BC for a few years at that point. And he straight up was speaking with a Texas accent. How, how did this happen? No, that's not a thing. I just quickly Googled, like, oh, what does their accent sound like? No, no, no. Yeah, he must have put that on. Or his parent? What? Can you ima- imagine Alfred you're at, like, accent. did you ever fantasize? <laughs> did you ever fant- fantasize when you were, like, 16 or 17 about just moving and just, like, pretending to be someone else? Just have, like, an Australian accent and, like, run with it for as long as you can? I feel like that's what that guy's doing. Uh, yes, Albertans speak differently than everyone else. So not like Texans. Now back to Berta. <laughs> yeah, I don't care enough to, to read this, especially yeah. on air. Right? Well, anyway. We have somebody cooler. Speaking of the Calgary Stampede, we got ourselves a stampede here on Too Much Energon. <laughs> yep, this is, uh, as I mentioned, episode 131 of Too Much Energon. And this week... We are talking about episode three of Beast Wars Second, uh, Big Horns Rage, which originally aired in Japan on April 15th of 1998. Uh, so the episode opens with uh, Tasmania Kid and Big Horn uh, kind of just wandering around the, uh, the fields. Yeah, they're ar- just around, in the wasteland. The yeah. yeah. And yeah, uh, Tas, yeah, the, the good old kid. Um, I didn't see any flowers there anywhere, but he decides to give Bighorn a red flower. And so there's lots of good to counterbalance the bad that I'm going to point out here and there. Right. It hasn't established that he likes flowers and it hasn't established that Tasmanian kid is like a gift giver. So this is just 
a what's the term some faux reason to get the plot rolling right. i can't think of like what term it would be but like it shows him giving bighorn a red flower and like a bull even though he corrects people when they call him a cow or a bull because he's a buffalo and indeed the uh the uh uh, the Decepticons later in the episode will keep calling him. I think it's Starscream. Will keep calling him Moo Cow. And if you listen to the Japanese uh, instead of like the subtitles, they say Moo Chan, <laughs> like a cute nickname. <laughs> yeah, but they translated it as Moo Cow. Yeah, Moo Cow. So they call him Moo Chan <laughs> as like a a term of. Like um, infantilizing, yeah, yeah, him, yeah, or belittling him, belittling him, or there, there, there's like... a the- common theme in this episode that people don't take Bighorn seriously as a threat, Dang which it. I don't really get because the guy is like fucking mad all the time, and he's huge, and he shoots rock, like yeah, he's he's, he's huge. He shoots rockets, yeah. I got things to say about that when we get there. Yeah, uh, okay, <laughs> I, I I had questions, but you'll probably talk about what I have questions about so yeah big horde's angry because he saw the color red yeah and he's like hey get a hold of yourself because he just starts ramming solid rock and being oh, here's all the like, flower and field. being all there like hey <laughs> <laughs> it's just me fuck every time because that's like all he does he barely he barely says a word at all it's just him being all like hey there's a part that that made me laugh where he's like, "Hey, it's not like you're part of a biker gang," and Bighorn pulls his head out of the mountain and just glares at Tasmanian Kid. But kudos to their relationship; he never takes his anger out on Tasmanian Kid or talks shit about anybody he knows, which is usually the stereotype. He follow Tasmania Kid follows that up with a joke. The, the biker gang thing. He follows, follows it up with a joke that I remember thinking was, I'm like, huh, it's probably a little lost in translation, but like, I see what the, the, the joke that they're, I, I, I get the gist of the joke. Well, at two minutes and, oh, quit this useless racing already. Yeah. It's not like you're part of a biker gang. And then he says something else that ties into it. I'm watching the, I might have a different, I have a different playlist, so maybe it's translated differently, but what made me laugh the first time, and it probably made you laugh, is after he pulls his head out, he looks at Tasmanian Kid, who made the biker gang comment, and he just goes, into the sky as the camera zooms out. Right. Sorry, and that, that's that the time? first time I laughed. What was that time? Like 2.35? Two thirty-five. Might start the joke a little bit earlier than that. Bighorn's anger. <laughs> um, yeah. So Bighorn charges. He hits, smacks into the mountain, and he's fine. By the way, he can just do this. Yeah. Oh, another time I laughed so, is so when they this, actually do the maximal maneuver. Quit this useless racing already. It's not like you're part of a biker gang. I apparently yeah. just completely imagined that. Oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> that that is the punchline. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought he like said something else after that that like tied into it. Oh, oh well, I'm crazy. I don't know, folks. I watched this like 
three hours ago, and I watched Star Trek Lower Decks afterward. I should keep watching that. I watched like, the first four episodes and then like got distracted. The, I blame the show, Baldur's Gate three. The show took a little while for me to get into it. Honestly, okay. like I was, I wasn't hooked for like. It took me until honestly until like season two to actually start getting hooked on it. Oh, but it was okay. So it's better because it's oh, like it I is. didn't mind it, but it wasn't like it wasn't funny enough for me to think like think it was like worth watching, and it wasn't Star Trekky enough for me to like really appreciate. So right. I was like, it's kind of doing both of those things badly. But everyone's told me that like it actually does both of those things really well. You just gotta gotta keep there's it a, up. And it's not like an, it's bad. There's an episode in season three where they go to Deep Space Nine and uh Quark is there and he's actually voiced by the guy who played Quark. I need to keep watching. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh what what happens here? Well, here on the planet Gaia, the heroic uh Maximals uh fight the Decepticons over the angle moist energy. And um Okay, so what happens? So uh uh G2 There's a lot Meg- of just wandering around here. So G2 Megatron uh it sees uh uh Galvatron still asleep. And he Well, that's right. Galvatron's asleep this episode. Oh, yeah, he he got knocked out last episode. And G2 <clears throat> Megatron took took over. And so right. uh, Yeah, so he's still sleeping and G2 Megatron uh goes to his Decepticons and he's like, here are your orders. Find Lyo Convoy. But don't and, kill him. But don't kill him. Because he's mine. And uh, Starscream is like, because you want... <laughs> be, because you want the glory for yourself. And he's like, what? Excuse me? What? And then he says, it's very Japanese. He's like, because that's what I would do. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I he laughed actually, at that part too. He actually freaking giggles. Yeah, he, he actually giggles and he does that kind of like side thing to BB. Right. I like um their relationship. Starscream yeah. and, and BB's relationship in this. It gives me like the buddy buddy bad guys that aren't actually that bad vibes, similar to like Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah. So uh, here's know, something like I'm them. here's something I'm starting to wonder about this show now three episodes in. Uh oh. Is the plot of every episode going to be bad guy leader tells bad guys go find good guys, and then bad and guys and then they all split up, and then they all split they up. They all have interactions that are individual, but then the good guys all find each other again and overwhelm because that has happened, like every episode so far. And that, I'm I'm, I'm yeah. getting a little concerned about that. <laughs> <laughs> Because we, we, it's have very... a lot, we have a lot more, a lot of episodes to go with this. Yeah, uh, it's <laughs> uh, you got to enjoy the the dialogue, I, I guess. I, I, um, I, I suppose. And uh, uh, so, BB and Star, so the the flyers, uh, I think they're called the Combatrons. Oh right, right. Yeah, yeah, the Combatrons. Uh, they split up into two teams, so it's BB, because there's four of them. It's BB and Starscream and Dirge and Thrust. And BB, uh, sorry, Starscream always wants to, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, sabotage? 
um, thrust yeah, the and dirge. Yeah, yeah, they gave, they got their like little clicks, and BB just BB is <laughs> BB just goes along with what Starscream says uh, because he's bomber jet. He's like got the the big weapons, but he's dumb. So they so- they have a good relationship, BB and. Starscream and uh, Thrust and Dirge are just like they they don't want to be here, man. <laughs> They're like smoking weed, like in the parking lot duo it, of I, the TV show. According to the TF <laughs> wiki, um, uh, Thrust is basically the the comedic relief of the combat trons, which I'm like, yeah, that like, makes it makes sense. Yeah. So a BB and Thrust and Dirge are the. Um, the uh, Jay and Silent Bob of <laughs> Beast Wars Second. Yeah. So uh, Starscream and BB find uh, come across uh, uh, Bighorn and Tasmania Kid, and they're like, uh, BB is like, "Oh, I found them." And start and uh, Bighorn like looks up and he's all like, "He!" Oh yeah, because he's on like a rampage now and he needs to. It's his passion. You wouldn't understand because he talks to scuba and uh fucking <laughs> so basically he's real horny and needs to bust he's real horny and he's got a bus bust some decepticon booty <laughs> uh but the thing about the uh the flyer guys is that they they don't need to come to the ground which brings me to a later moment when they do the one thing that can make them lose to bighorn and they land on the ground <laughs> And I, when they didn't land on the ground and they just carpet bombed him, like BB's literally like a bomber and he just carpet bombs and Bighorn dodges out of the way, which is weird because like that's All, what carpet bombing com- comedically, he, he very does this comedically like-, <laughs> like hiding behind rocks, yeah! <laughs> jumping out of the way. But like, that's not like carpet bombing prevents you from, it's not missiles that you drop a carpet of, of bombs, so I I find it funny that he goes and carpet bombs the area, but Bighorn is still able to jump out of the way. Yeah. Um, and but then he's like, Star- "Come back here and fight me!" Like, well, real Star- Cybertronians. Starscream tells BB uh, not to engage because uh, all they need to do is, uh, well, they need to find Lyo Convoy, and that's not Lyo Convoy. And this is where he called where Starscream calls him Moo Cow. He's like, and look he's at like, that hey. look at that stupid Moo Cow down there. He's not even worth our time. Uh-huh. Moo Chan. <laughs> yeah. And they start to fly away. Uh and um Bighorn says, I I looked down and looked back up, and BB and Starscream stop, and Starscream's just like Ugh. And then they go, and then he orders BB to take him out. And I had to rewind because I was like, "Well, what did Bighorn say that actually like got them to?" I thought I, to I thought he said something rude, and I rewinded at that same spot. And he, all he says is something akin to, "Hey, where do you think? Where are you going?" Or something like that. Something really like. Not- but I thought I missed something because they kind of go urge in the yeah. sky because even though they're jets, they can. They can hover, <laughs> um, and they they as come back as to we're fight discovering them. the uh, laws of physics that don't seem to apply in uh, on planet Gaia. No, no, planet physics Gaia are out Tron. the window. The physics are out the window here. 
And uh, yeah, I guess the insulting thing that made them like come back to to finish him or attempt to was just saying, "Hey, get back here!" Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Weird." It's funny that we both did the exact same thing. We were like, "Oh, did I miss something? Did he shit talk them? Did he call them a little pussy?" Yeah. You bitch, come back yeah. and fight me. Huh? But no, he's huh? just like he's just like, "Where are you going?" Yeah. And they're like, "How do you think dare you?" <laughs> I didn't want to have to do this, but <laughs> BB, take the guy out. Um, Nobody up... calls me chicken. <laughs> they call me Mr. Mookow. <laughs> so from, uh, there, from there, we go uh, up to the moon, I guess, for some like more like anime magical say, girl bullshit. That, that doesn't impact the fucking show whatsoever. And she gets angry at her. So the anime robot girl in the moon gets angry at her anime robot rabbit again. And you know how, like, um, what was it? The, what was the mascot from the cartoon? And he would say, like, snarf, snarf. I, I, I never watched that show. Yeah, but you, you know what I'm talking about, right? One of those, like, annoying. the This little um, Scrap, like, scrappy-do. fucking scrappy do um right he'd always like say or something like that at the end of every sentence i just know that every everybody hates scrappy do except for my uncle and his wife who named one of their dogs scrappy do and i laughed i laughed and i was like haha that's funny and they're like well why and i'm like well you named him after the character that everyone who likes scooby-doo hated and they're like what no, they don't. And I'm Didn't like, J- James Gunn have the bravery to make him the bad guy in that live he action did, yeah. movie. <laughs> that, that, that says it all right there. I'm like, yeah, he it, like he's infamous, infamously hated amongst uh, people who like Scooby Doo, and they just didn't believe me. They're like, we grew up watching Scooby-Doo, and no one uh, no one hated Scrappy-Doo. Yeah, they all had cartoons from the Hanna-Barbera, like, the, like generation. Um, they always had an annoying, like, little fucking, like, mascot. Yeah, all of those... And this girl has a rabbit, and it goes, Moon, Moon! <laughs> oh, do you think that's a good idea, Moon? And I'm like, this fucking rabbit, man. Ooh woo, ooh woo, ooh woo! We're stuck in the moon. <laughs> you know, I'd never actually heard ooh woo because I'm, you know, I'm old and out of touch. I'd never actually heard ooh woo until Ricky and Elliot of Internet Today started talking about the U.S. military tweeting ooh woo, like they're they're like uh, the U.S. Army's like gamer recruitment Twitter account was like. They were using like Twit. They've been using. They had been using like Twitch to like try and recruit like teenagers into the army. And I've heard that they, they tweeted uwu. They tweeted they like something like cute. I like, knew about the Twitch, but bo cutesy and like added uwu to the end. And Ricky and Elliot talked about how cringe that was. And I'm like, well, yes, that is cringe. But also, I've never heard uwu before. I can't believe you've never heard that. Yeah, no. Well, I just, as I said, I'm old and out of touch. <laughs> And we're only going to get older and more out of touch. We're only going to get older and uh, only going to watch more Beast Wars once and for all. <laughs> and we'll finish Beast Wars once and for all. God, God help us. 
Eventually. Eventually. But if they keep making <laughs> Beast Wars stuff, we then there's no end. And you know what? They have been. I I, I know. I would wouldn't it be funny if we get to like I don't know the last like four episodes of like Beast Wars Neo, and we're like, this is the countdown to the end, folks. The end of too much energon. And then all of a sudden, there's a Beast Wars reboot cartoon that comes out. And I'm like, all right, cool. Oh, I guess like we're a week still... to week. Yeah, I'm like, all right, cool. I guess we're still going. And like, I would just like, like that. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, and you're just like, God fucking damn it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was done with this once and for all. I've decided that I want to die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'd be fine with keep going. <laughs> Well, there you have it, Hasbro. Keep making uh, Beast Wars shit, and we'll keep talking shit about Beast Wars. Or else. <laughs> All right, I like uh, Starscream's voice actor. He's got like a very smooth, like attractive, leadership kind of like voice. I know it's not, not like Starscream. It's, it's nothing Western like Starscream at all. Starscream, no. yeah. No, not at all. Yeah. Don't it, BB. I, um, what happens? Don't. Okay, so wait, Dur- wait. Bighorn finds Dirge and Thrust, and they're hanging out, smoking a joint. Yeah, they're just like, like yeah, standing we're... there, like on the on like a small like cliffside, just like in robot mode, like <laughs> just chilling, chilling out. And um, uh, fucking uh, not Galvatron, uh, G two <laughs> Megatron, like voices, like calms them. And I find it funny, even though they're robots, that they still like bring a hand up to their ear. I like that and like little touch, right? Thrust, uh, he straight up looks like a like G one Transformer. Like his animation, he, like he's it cool. look, it looks like ripped like right out of the G one cartoon. I'm like, oh, this is actually pretty cool. Yeah, like even like the facial expressions he makes and everything. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that. Um, and what are they doing? They're just like hanging out, and then Bighorn. Is like running at them in the distance, and they're like, "What is that? A cow?" This is what I mean by like Jay and Silent Bob. Like imminent death is coming for them, and they don't. They're just like, "The fuck is that?" And it goes and like starts talking in English, and they're like, "Do you think that's a maximal?" (laughs) I like the idea that they they just would presume that a wild animal animal could speak English. And what That's happens? A, is that Lyle Convoy? No. Right. No, that doesn't that doesn't look like Lyle Convoy. That doesn't look like a lion. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I've decided that they're they're the Jay and Silent Bob of Beast Wars Second, and I, I kinda love love that. So a bighorn is about to gore them, and they literally just like sidestep. I, I laughed. <laughs> and he fucking like crashes into the side. And Bighorn's it. like well, you know what they say, only uh, only pansies dodge. And they're like, who are you? <laughs> like, he, then, he literally tries to insult them by saying that, like, if they were, like, you know, like, like actually brave, they would have, like, just stood there. Per the TF okay. wiki, this episode makes reference to the popular myth that bulls, bulls charge at the sight of the color red. In truth, yep. bulls... Why do I keep saying balls? Bowls. Bowls. That's ball shit. That's ball uh, shit. <laughs> bowls can't distinguish red. They simply charge no. at the movement. Yeah. 
the kid yeah, that, that started with cartoons is actually red in order to mask the blood splatter as the animal is finally killed. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, they're not char- that that was because of cartoons um, from when we were kids and the like half of a generation, like before, like, you know, like bugs bunny I, with like, the, I, I was going to say, I feel like Looney tunes perpetuated that. Yeah. And like painting something red to get the bull to charge at it. Blame bugs bunny is what I'm, what I'm saying. Right. But uh, yeah, they don't actually get angry at the color red. It's it's the movement. And the fact that there's a person like fucking like throwing spears at him and like taunting him wearing like tight fucking pants and like a stupid hat. <laughs> I want to kill that guy too. <laughs> so um, BB and uh, Starscream show up and uh, BB like Dirge and Thrust aren't trying to fight Bighorn, by the way. <laughs> still just standing there being like dude who are you man <laughs> and after like bighorn gets like buried in like uh, or he's like smashed up against the wall they're just like the yeah he metamorphs guy? yeah <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck's this guy and he transforms but, uh, and they're like oh he's a maximal <laughs> should we like should we do something about that <laughs> should we do something about it And they're like, settle down, and they call him a cow, and he's like, excuse me? Hey, ask the cow guy if he's got any weed. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. Ask him if he's a cop first. Hey, moo cow. Are you a cop cow? Are you a cop cow? You have to tell us if you are. Yes. Yes, I am a cow. Good enough uh, for me, man. Do you have any weed? You're under arrest. Oh shit! But before Bighorn can arrest them, uh, yeah, Starscream and BB, BB and show Starscream up. like show and, up, and they open fire. And my immediate thought was, and end up burying all of them under rock. And my immediate thought was, I'm like, they just shot at the other Decepticons. But right after I have that thought, Starscream is like, you may wonder why we shot at our own comrades, and BB is like, uh huh. like it's kind of like a weird flashback thing because it shows them under rubble and he's like hi i bet you're wondering why we just shot our comrades and bb's like yeah i like that he follows his orders without and then asks why they did what they did after right it's a good it's a good buddy and it's like because we don't want dirge and thrust to find lyo convoy before we do Dude, they were chilling. They were like literally like like playing hooky on the mission. <laughs> they definitely were not looking for the lion. So after um Bighorn climbs his way out, we see uh uh Tasmania kid just like kind of chilling there. Yeah, he's just there. And so And they get a radio from um This is, is one scuba? This is one thing that, uh, no, I think it was Diver. Oh, you're right. Yeah. 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 Um, So this brings up something that I was wondering about this episode. Every time now, and it continues throughout the episode, every time Bighorn is just by himself, he encounters bad guys, something goes wrong. Bighorn, like, gets too mad and, like, can't focus and fucks up somehow. And then all of a sudden, Tasmania Kid is just there being all like, ha ha, you suck. It's like every time, fact, every time I'm like, where the fuck did Tasmania Kid come from? Characters, as as we found out, even in like, as we found out from like multiple episodes and even I think like the movie, um, 
characters are just where they need to be. Yeah. And, and indeed, uh, doesn't um, Diver, like, stumble upon the ship? In, like, Megatron 2. Oh, yeah. And they, they, he's, they, like, hiding. The the Galvaberg 2, uh, electric uh, um, cyberdo. Yeah, and he tries to hide, but he's spotted right away. And then there's, like, a weird chase scene with uh, Tank Megs and... Oh yeah, so um, so G two Megatron sees everyone, all of his uh, men, like just fucking up, and so he decides to put on the Infinity Gauntlet and is like, "Fine, I'll do it. I'll myself. do it myself." <laughs> <laughs> and so he goes out to um, he goes out and like starts chasing. Uh, he sees Diver and starts chasing him down in robot mode. So I have questions. In the first episode, the reason why the Maximals took on beast forms is because Tasmania Kid is like, Oh, the atmosphere! I won't survive more than a nano-click in this! I need a beast form! Mega bomber! <laughs> we we, we right? just see the Decepticons, like, chilling in robot mode. In this same atmosphere. They don't have beast forms. That's a forms. good point. And they're I... in robot mode. What the hell? You're right, Durge and Thrust were just chilling in robot mode. Yeah, and Megatron... It's never established that they need to find alt mode. They just decided to for funsies. Right? What do you... Who? The uh, the bad guys. Oh, the bad guys? Uh, they they didn't choose any forms. They were just already in that those forms when they got there. Yeah, they didn't do any, like... For some reason, I thought we had watched an earlier episode and it was like, oh, scan this old technology to find, like, forms of weapons. Oh, you know what? You're right. I'm, I'm misremembering. Yeah. yeah, but it didn't. They just did that for fun, it seems like. Yeah, because they're out in the atmosphere, like, out being hit by the, the, apparently, the sun that can scorch metal. It can melt metal, but not f- animal flesh. It's all the carbon dioxide. Uh, it's all the oxygen in the atmosphere. I, I don't. So I don't know I, what's up. To me, I, and let's I realize, assume it's the same thing. I, I realize this is a uh, television show from twenty-five years ago for six-year-old Japanese children. But to me, that's a pretty glaring plot hole. And that is probably something I would have noticed. No, 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 it's that is definitely something I would have noticed if I was watching this as a kid. Oh, Kid Siege would have noticed that. Yeah. You were all about like, and that's why like Star Trek and like Beast Wars um, uh, or Beasties, as we grew up with, um, resonated because we knew the rules we knew what the rules were and what the stakes were for breaking the rules. Yeah. Right. Like the, um, and, uh, it doesn't really establish it. It, oh, it feels that's a, very, that's a really big energon crystal. They're not going to be able to stay in robot form for long. And indeed what ends up happening is they can't really stay in robot form for more than like 15 seconds. Yeah. And then you have a big beast fight in the, uh, Ener- raw Energon Volcano. Or the uh, Energon Floating Mountain. Or the Energon Floating Mountain. And then yeah. you... It's got you, rules, damn it. You risk going into robot form just so you can plant uh, uh, explosive charges and start shorting out immediately because you're so close to the crystals. 
that show played that show established its rules and it played by them and stuck with them <laughs> so what the fuck beast war second what are you doing what we're saying is your level of enjoyment that you'll have for this is on a spectrum and the spectrum may or may not be associated with how autistic you are but we still <laughs> like the <laughs> autistic people like structure and rules to their fantasy robot animals fighting each other <laughs> and trains on a scale of beast war second bothering you and you love trains as your special interest how autistic <laughs> are you are you, are you? Because uh, I've never heard you talk about trains. In fact, I I dare to say that you perhaps may mayhaps even not give a shit about trains. I think the train bit at the end of Back to the Future Part Three is cool because the shot of an old west locomotive pushing the DeLorean time vehicle is neat. Out of ten, that that <laughs> that, that, that is how how much I give a fuck about trains. Other than that's that, the extent. That's the extent of how cool you think trains are. Yeah. Or when, for an out of ten on my scale, um, fighting Nazis on the top of a train, out of ten is how. That's where I am on the ASD. Or um, hanging off the side of a train car that is over the edge of a snowy cliff as Nathan Drake. That's that's high up. That's high up there. That, that but I also feel like that's very neurotypical too. So it balances. But have you ever bought and painted a train set? I have not. Neither have I. So I, I watched, to grow. I did watch Shining Time Station as a kid, though. Oh, you did? I did. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think I met anybody else that watched that. <laughs> I always liked George Carlin as Mr. Conductor more than Ringo Starr. I only like knew about that or like maybe I just, it just went out of my memory, but I didn't really like know about it until I was an adult. I didn't know who they were when I was a kid. I just knew that there were two Mr. Conductors depending on which episode I was watching. And Mm. then I found out as I got older, uh, I started realizing, I'm like, oh, wait, that that Mr. Conductor is Rufus from Bill and Ted. And Rufus! Then, and yeah. then as I got a little bit older, I'm like, oh, that's George Carlin. Okay. Right. Oh, and that's Ringo Starr from the Beatles. And you're like, what the hell? What were they doing on this show? Oh, why were they on this show? <laughs> Which isn't even like Thomas and Friends is a, a British show that was just the train puppets, the train models. The yeah. Shining Time Station bit was a like wraparound device that was filmed just for PBS, the for American audiences. Yeah. So it's like and, how how the hell did they get George Carlin and Ringo Starr for that? Wait, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right because I mean, I guess it's yeah, easy work. It, it's a it's well, a I short guess it, shoot. It's short. Yeah, I was just going to say right, like you're just bookending um, the episodes, or did they in the middle? Uh, I think there would be cutaways for a bit where like uh, the kids would ask Mr. Conductor a question about something Thomas and friends did. Right. Right. And he would like point out like what the, the moral of that was or something like that. I don't know. I haven't watched this shit for since I was like nine. (laughs) Well, 
Tell us where you are on the too much energon uh, spectrum. <laughs> yeah, on the uh, on the fucking uh, neurotypicals with their no energon. <laughs> their no energon and no trains. <laughs> no and bitches. No energon trains. <laughs> no energon trains. A train. Is there an Power. energon train? Well, I mean, there's a train train. There should be an Energon train because there's Astro train. There is Astro train. Oh, could you imagine like a, um, uh, a like transformer story, but it's like a train heist, like Western type story. And Um, like already a better comic than the, 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 the train, (laughs) the train is literally an Energon train. It is hauling like stores of Energon. It, getting it from one destination to another. These could be like steampunk transformers from like living in the old West. Yes. And then they're limited to like that type of technology. Yeah. Yeah. I, man, this, we're you, do not steal intellectual property. <laughs> that would actually be pretty friggin' rad. That sounds fucking like rad and they're steam like powered. Right. So they need like coal. But if they find raw energon crystals, it's kind of like it burns longer and better. So they have like an alt, like they have a super form when they they're, when they actually get energon. It, this is right in itself. They're 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 stuck in these steam powered forms. But if they can get their hands on this like fully refined energon that this train is uh, carting across the country, uh, then it will like free them and they'll be able to like reformat back into their original forms. And so that's motivating both sides. This is the most we've ever been excited for trains. (laughs) And that's motivating both sides to like steep to like heist this train. Oh, and so Astro Train is just a normal train on this steam. But the plot twist is going to be in the third act, the train transforms. We don't know it's a transformer until then. And then there's going to be a really hype moment where like, it seems like the train is being overwhelmed. And then all of a sudden you hear that classic transformers sound and then like steam like, hissing everywhere. And then when and the then steam clears, slowly, like arms, like come out of the train and like punch onto the ground. And like, he transforms in a very like movie fashion in like a rise of the beasts, like Optimus prime kind of way. Hire us. This is rad. This is rad. I might actually write this fanfic. <laughs> that does sound rad. And then you also put everything on kind of like uh, the same playing field because there can't be any seekers. Yeah. Yeah, because they, they can't transform into anything but of the time and there were no planes at the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or may, maybe, or maybe, uh, depending on how far, how recent you want to go, maybe like Starscream is a biplane. Yeah, we yeah we could we could we could go there. One of the we'll uh, see, tra- we'll see. one of the transformers is like a stagecoach, but he actually needs like to be drawn by horses. That's pretty rad. And it's just a hologram of a person, <laughs> like riding it. Yeah, this is I like uh, it. A play on like three ten to Yuma or something like that, right? Like uh, or like uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. It could be three ten three uh one nine eight four to Cybertron. <laughs> One nine colon eight four to Cybertron. There we go. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, what the hell is happening in this episode? Oh, um, uh, G two Megatron is like, hey, 
Oh yeah, he's literally uh, chasing Diver, and he's Diver chasing is Diver, all like, and Diver's is all like, guys, beast help? mode. Ha-ha, I'm faster I, in I, beast mode. I I can run faster in beast mode, and, and like, Chief Megatron is literally just like running, chasing him, being like, "Come out, come back here, you little brat. Come back here, you little shit." And I'm like, "Change into a <laughs> tank, man." There's Texas. nothing bipedal that is faster than a, a fucking tank. Yeah, I guess uh, tanks aren't as, especially nowadays, tanks aren't nearly as slow as they're they not used like to video be. game. They're not like video game like <laughs> tanks where you're like, oh boy, here we go. Like those motherfuckers can go like a hundred k, like over hundred like, k, or like um, uh, Bond in Goldeneye, the tank oh my through God. London. I think it was London. <laughs> yeah, it was a fun level of the game, though. Yeah, that. Oh no, it is. But like, it's man. Thinking back to that now, it's weird how nostalgia like is about a feel rather than how good something is. Because there's no way I could go back and play through GoldenEye '64. I uh, it got re-released on uh, Xbox earlier this year, and I actually did play through it. Uh, they modernized the controls. Well, there you go. Which uh, does help, oh, honestly. Thank God. Instead of like moving with the C stick, like Turok. No offense to, to having to like press the R button to bring up the target reticle, <sighs> and you can't move, but then you like awkwardly like aim the gun around. <laughs> Not you, but like the just the, the awkwardly aim the gun. Oh man. Yeah. No. They. How they, did we they, play that? They they modernize the controls and Thank it actually God. it actually uh, plays quite quite well still. They, it is really annoying though, um, and I had this problem trying to go back to Perfect Dark about ten or so years ago. Uh, it's really annoying that the levels don't have checkpoints. If you do one thing even slightly wrong, it's like you have to restart. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and I'm like, after like three. Also, oh, they kept that, huh? Even though they re-released it. Yeah. After like three times of like doing something wrong and not even knowing what it was, but it's all like mission failed. Uh, this objective that failed me so much. And I'm like, and I'm like, what the hell did I even do? Oh, well, I guess <laughs> I'll just kill myself now. <laughs> Some things never change. Some things never change. Well, shit, throw mine at the wall, shoot it. <laughs> Most headshots. Where's the ammo? (laughs) (laughs) You remember those accolades it would give you after multiplayer rams? Yeah. Uh, And of course, you have to be odd job uh, with proximity mines. Proximity mines only. Yeah. Proximity yeah. mines only. That was a fun mode. I actually liked that. But you it, maniac. But you it, it, maniac. It was mostly. See, I was always good at split screen multiplayer in uh, games like that because I was really good at watching other people's screens and seeing where they oh, were, what they were doing. I bet you were. <laughs> <laughs> so I considered it, that cheating. <laughs> Well, that's that's what I did, and so I was very. It was very difficult to beat me. What I do is I look at the ground and maneuver the level because I've memorized it while watching your screen, and then I get the jump on you. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever play anybody against anybody that would do that? 
<laughs> you just see like a, a figure like coming that, towards that's you. what it would be it'd be awkward <laughs> figure down. looking straight down <laughs> And they're just like shimmying toward you, and then melee. Do 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 do. All right, the karate chop. As legendary as as Half Life One's Gordon Freeman with the like, like epileptic like crowbar. Even even when I first played that, I was like, no human even with an augmented suit could swing a crowbar this goddamn fast <laughs> oh oh god like it didn't feel like it had any weight to it and yes yes he had the suit i understand but still so lyle convoy and uh, apache show up oh and diver meets up with uh bighorn and tasmania kid yeah uh, and now it's uh danger uh, big danger in little Texas because, um, what is it? Uh, G2 Megatron, like almost like blasts everybody to pieces. And they're like, holy shit, that gun is dangerous. So, so he showed, yeah. So a uh, diver, uh, meets up with big convoy and Tasmania kid. And then, um, Lyle convoy and Apache make their dramatic entrance. It's very dramatic. Like the sun's at their back and you see their silhouette and they're like, who is that? <gasps> yeah, it's like uh, uh, G2 Megatron and uh, Bighorn are like staring each other down and it looks like, by God, they're about to fight. And then all of a sudden you hear, if you smell, if you smell doo -doo, what the rock is cooking. Doo -doo, dude. <laughs> and we pan over and there's just like Lyle Convoy standing there with Apache at his side. My God, it's Lyle Convoy. And he's got Apache with him. What the hell are like, they doing here? And he's like, stand down, Bighorn. And then Bighorn's like, no, once I've started, I can't stop. I and finish. then like, I gotta finish. <laughs> and uh, Apache moves forward and Lyle Convoy like stops him and he's like, let him cook. And uh, yeah, they just kind of like watch. And then but, instead of like an epic battle. So, so, so what I find funny about this is uh, Lyle Convoy is like, is like, Bighorn, stand down. He's like, no, that's an order. No, Convoy, I will handle this. Understood. He just like convoy just backs down right away just because Bighorn is like, shut up, <laughs> shut up, boss. I've got this. And oh, oh okay. I kind of like say so. Well, I interpreted it as like because he kind of like stops Apache from like interjecting. He's like, "Did you just disobey an order?" And Lyle Convoy's like, "You know what? Like, it's it's cool. Like, let this is his. He wants this battle. Like, let let him have it." And I'm like, "Okay, I I like that." This is his fuck, not ours. <laughs> this is his fuck to give, not <laughs> ours, Apache. And uh, Tasmanian kids just there in the middle of the battle with missiles flying around and shit. And uh, Megatron, uh, G two Megatron, like charging his laser. For, oh yeah, again. Yeah. So he transforms and he's like, he's like, um, uh, what does he say? He's like. Uh, 
Oh, he so he transforms and he's got his big cannon and th this made me laugh like so hard. So I've got to find what the line actually was. Was I really it got... when it showed his face inside of the tank? Uh, and he was like talking to himself. I uh, it was around there. Yeah, hang on. East Wars second ten eighty p. Beautiful playlist. Episode three. Big horns hanger. Yeehaw. Big horns got a hankering for a spankering. Oh yeah, yeah. When he, yeah, okay. So when he's in, when you see his face inside of his tank shell, he's like, "Try not to be petrified in terror when you see my artillery cannon." That it's not an artillery cannon, by the way, everyone. It's uh, it's a tank. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh... It's but not even a, like a long range, like artillery, like type tank. It's like an M1 Abrams. Like it's just a fucking. It's just like a Cybertronian tank. It's a it's not it, firing like shots at forty five degree angles. It's just firing like what is it? Um, like fifty five millimeter shells or something like that. It's firing. <laughs> I have no idea. It's, it's firing fire forward. It's not firing artillery like from a mountain range. It's firing big bullets. Firing big bullets. Big Energon that, that, bullets. That's literally <laughs> what tanks shoot, is they shoot big bullets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, but this one, the, the G, G2 Megatron, also, he, he shoot the thing. Don't, uh, isn't, don't artillery cannons, aren't they for anti-air? Like, they, they shoot up? Like uh, some are anti-aircraft guns, yeah. but uh, there there are artillery, stationary. There's um, infantry, artillery, like the smaller mortar shots. Oh yeah, yeah, right, like that. And there are like those big artillery where you see somebody like looking at coordinates after somebody just radioed in, and they're like winding the crank and they're like changing the angle. Those are artillery, right? The the uh, twenty twenty movie. Um... World War Two movie starring Tom Hanks, Greyhound, which I'm sure I've read. I never watched before. that. It's so good. yeah, it's so good. I need it's to watch a, that. It's clearly. a tight like hour and twenty minutes. The movie opens with like with like a screen like slowly enlarging, and you're hearing like speed like radio speeches by like Winston Churchill and like Eisenhower and whatnot, and then all of a sudden like the camera just like smash cuts to like some great shots of like destroyers like smashing through like nighttime ocean waves and a thundering score is like playing and you just know right away you're in for some fucking hype military action movie act mo war movie action i clearly need to need to watch this oh i loved it i i actually should rewatch it i haven't i've only seen it twice but um i haven't seen it at all there's a lot of you can tell because tom hanks wrote the screenplay for that movie too you can oh, tell <laughs> you can tell he is a big nerd for like uh naval combat there's so many shots of just him standing like on the bridge like looking in binoculars like yelling out coordinates so they can adjust the uh the uh guns on the ship me talking and about the artillery Made, made me think of that, huh? Made me think of that. And that movie makes that riveting. Like, just someone, like a captain, like, looking in binoculars. You're not even seeing what he's seeing, but he's looking in binoculars, and he yells out coordinates. Goddamn. Like, <laughs> that movie makes that exciting. And then finally, when they actually hit something, you're like, yeah! 
Fuck yeah, Sea King. <laughs> oh. And um Yeah, so uh the artillery tank uh Megatron uh kills Bighorn. Yeah, he or does char- he? he he charges up his cannon and unloads. Yeah, he's like, oh man, I can taste the buffalo wings from here. And <laughs> and uh And Buffalo Wild Wings over there. And uh Tasmanian Kid is just there. As and as, as he Horn, has been as, before, out of As nowhere. he do. As he do. <laughs> and he Bighorn's like, pull my tail, bro. <laughs> Okay. Did you forget about that? And Tasmanian uh, I, Kid's like, why? And he's like, hurry before Megatron like blasts us out of the sky. And, and uh, he's like, are you going to... And Lyle Convoy is like, son, when Grandpa tells you to pull his finger, you pull his fucking finger. You pull his goddamn fucking <laughs> finger. And he's like, fine. <laughs> and I wasn't expecting this. I mean, it's clearly the toy does that. That's, um, I knew exactly where they were going when he said that, because, like, I remember the original toy. I'm like, oh my god, they're in corp. This is, like, the most toy commercial I've ever seen this is... a Transformers cartoon I, ki- I kind of like that. <laughs> I kind of like that. I'm like, oh, I get to see how the toy works. So, he, you he pull pulls, the, he pulls the tail, pulls and the, tail. the mouth shoots open, <laughs> and a giant fucking rocket shoots out. That blasts very G2 comedically Megatron blasts G two Megatron still in tank mode and he's just oh, like still flip, in tank mode like doing like Team Rocket like Team Rocket getting blasted Team Rocket's blasting off again turns into like a little twinkle in the sky and I'm yeah. like oh and because he's like this is my secret weapon or ultimate weapon or whatever they really like secret and ultimate weapons on this as we get the narration at the end of the episode by. Lyo Convoy. Yep. And they're like, wow, I didn't know you were that strong. And he's like, ah, oh, I'm done. The, my rage has subsided. Oh, there's one thing I forgot to mention. When a uh, diver radios them, Bighorn, and says that uh, G2 Megatron is after him, Big Ho- Bighorn is all like, and char- starts to charge. <laughs> and Tasmania Kid is like, wait, do you even know... You, you don't even know where they are. And he stops and moves back in reverse and is like, where, where is he? <laughs> I, I loved that. So he goes, and he runs off and Tasmanian kid yells at him. Yeah. He's yeah. like, get your ass back here. And he literally runs. It's just the, the animation rewinded. And I, I thought that was so stupid and hilarious. And he runs all the way back, backwards. And then, like, and then leans, like looks at him. Leans in and is like, okay, where are they? <laughs> I, I laughed at that. I laughed I, at that too. I actually, I actually thought that that was really good. Visual, visual humor, uh, folks. That's, that's how you get us. Or just make, like, Bighorn, I don't know, defeat the Decepta bros with, the, like, beans that make him fart or something speaking of uh deceptive bros um starscream and bb show up and then lyle convoy is like i'll handle this and we get to see his like he goes in he we get to see his like lion head and that this is his weapon because i actually have a version of that original toy we get to see his lion head like spin around and like shoot like 
purple lightning. Yeah, what what's up with that? It like absorbed or like deflected the rockets that dirge and and thrust shot. Yeah. So or, the the lion head does? on the toy has missiles, and it also has a button that you can keep pressing that will make these like blades like spin around. His kind of cool. Spin around. Yeah, I think that's cool. Uh, so that's his weapon. And uh, how does the episode end? Uh, the episode ends. By the way, I think Tasmania Kid is really cute in beast mode. I think so too. So uh, uh, Bighorn is all like, "Oh, I'm finally, I'm finally at peace. Like I, uh, I'm not mad anymore. I'm, I'm quite, quite satiated." And uh, Diver is like, "Oh, I've got this. Oh, fuck. There's one other thing I forgot to mention. Uh, Diver uh, has this uh, flower." And uh, he's like, <laughs> I was going to give uh, Bighorn this flower uh, it, for uh, in thanks for like saving me. This one's really pretty. I was thinking about giving it to him. He worked so hard today. And it's a red flower. And Tasmania Kid is like, no, you can't show him red. And then all of a sudden you hear in the distance. <laughs> and then the, like on cue. Now, I actually laughed at that I, part. Too. I laughed pretty I was hard like, at that That's, part. Because you know it's coming. Yeah. But that that was good. So I can't believe I forgot to mention this because it was the funniest thing in the whole episode is where Bighorn is in beast mode and he's doing basically he loves me, he loves me not. With oh my rose god. Petals. But he's biting the the rose petals. <laughs> yeah. Or the flower petals off. Yeah. Like the daisies or whatever field they're in. Because yeah. he's trying to unjinx himself. Because he, he he's thinks like, he's like bad luck because he's failed trying to fight the. He's like, I can rampage. Twice. I cannot rampage. I can rampage. It's he loves me. He loves me not. And yeah. I'm like, oh my God. That was pretty cute. <laughs> and Tasmanian kid was like, why are you using your face to do that? I, that's when I laughed. Because he's like, not your mouth or your like teeth, your face. Yeah. Uh, gotta love the those uh, fan subs well this this on the copy that i'm watching which is the 1080p ai upscale um the captions are actually ai generated oh yeah i sent you thank you ai i sent you that's the one i'm watching yeah yeah ai's replay oh yeah you're right damn sweet anyway that was um uh beast Wars second episode uh three uh big horns big day out uh, uh, big, big horns horn. big rage big horns big rage out big horns big old rager yeehaw big horns big bulls so here on too much energon we rate episodes of beast wars beast machines transformers war for cybertron uh beast wars comics board games beast wars rela- related movies and whatever the hell else we want to talk about at any given time on the too much energon scale, which ranges from not enough energon to a sufficient amount of energon to too much energon. It's basically bad. Okay, good. Uh, Cal, what are you going to rate this episode on the, the TME scale? Hmm. I think I'm kind of like right in between too much energon and a sufficient amount of energon because there were amusing. You know what? No, I'm going to say too much energon. A low-ish, like, too much energon because it's bad, okay, good. And yeah. if it can make me, like, laugh or think something's, like, dumb or appreciate, like, a gag, well, what more 
what more can I ask for? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to uh, second that. Second that. Get it? <laughs> Pun 100% uh, intended. No, it wasn't. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, I f find Bighorn really hilarious in general as a character. I thought it would annoy me at first, but he's not aggro. Like, he, he's not, like, insulting or, like, trying to fight his friends, Just which makes it funny. Listening to him be all, like, and then see him, like, charge a uh, toward the screen, like, that never got old for me. That <laughs> just made me laugh, like, every, every friggin' time. And uh, the whole he loves me, he loves me not, and, like, picking the petals with his, pretty... with his mouth um oh and then he's talking to tasmanian kid and he goes over to bite another one out and he's like oh and it shows the flower and it's out of petals and he landed on basically landed on he loves me not and he's all like oh yeah he's like disappointed oh. and then he and so like, all of a sudden he's like <laughs> again <laughs> he's uh I have a feeling me doing that is going to be end up being a soundbite in a future like version of the intro down the road. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. Your noise suppression uh, software uh, tends to cut it, un unfortunately. Hopefully uh, it picks uh, some of it up some of, some of the time. At least we, we just need one. <laughs> we need one. We good just one. need one. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, I'll find out when I do the editing. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Uh, a unanimous go. low, too much energon, and uh, that was ep on that note. That was episode one thirty one of Too Much Energon. Uh, best way to support the show is to go to patreon.com slash lasercomb l a z o r c o m b. We're at the single five dollar Gary tier. You get our bonus uh, uh, Patreon exclusive <laughs> podcast, the Super Lasercomb Patreon Super Show, and a whole bunch of other goodies. So if you want to uh, angle slam that, uh, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Christopher Siege. You can add me as a friend on Xbox Live or Steam. Uh, uh, on Xbox Live uh, as uh, at uh, my gamer tags Lasercomb. I think on Steam you can find me by, by either searching Christopher Siege or Lasercomb. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't do a lot of the social media outside of uh, Instagram these days. So that's if you want to engage, that's the place to go. Or you can join the Discord. There's a, a link in the description. That's or probably send... where like 80% of our social media energy goes. 90? Pretty much. Pretty 95? Much, yeah. almost, almost all of it. Almost everyone I talk to now uh, uh, digitally at this point is either people I know uh, in my like day-to-day -day life uh, over text or through discord. Uh, you can also send us an email, uh, too much energon at outlook.com. We haven't got one of those for a while. So get to, get to typing people mm -hmm. or leave us a review on, uh, if you're watching the, the, uh, video version on YouTube, leave a comment. Uh, I do try to reply to those a lot of the time, most of the time, but sometimes I just gets lost in the shuffle. Also, sometimes people will will leave a reply about an episode that we recorded like two and a half years ago. And I unfortunately at this point don't really have a lot of context for what they're talking about. And we're not going to rewatch the episode. 
No, I, I, I I'll, I'll, well, I'll, I figure I'll probably, maybe I'll like years and years from now, like when I'm in my fifties on my deathbed, I'll, uh, when I find out, when I find out I'm dying of like cirrhosis of the liver or something, when I'm like 56. In your fifties on your deathbed. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll be like, okay, well, I've only got like two months left, so I might as well just, uh, jump back in, uh, I might as well, uh, Get out the old transwarp drive and listen to this podcast that me and Cal did like 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. But until then, nah, bro, nah. But until anyway, then, but but <laughs> uh, but on that note, we uh, we 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 love fan engagement, so keep that up in any capacity. Uh, Cal, where can people find you? Neo Cal on TikTok, Neo Cal on like other places. Um, I am part of a. Uh, like a a real play D and D game for Dragonlance on the Dork Tales Twitch channel, and that's Wednesday nights. I do that. Uh, I play an elf, and uh, oh geez, uh, I'm on the Threads and Instagram app stuff too, uh, but I'm also on Blue Sky. I still can't mm. get into that. Maybe I'll get an invite code soon, and I can. Sweeten the pot. And I've been I, on the wait I'm list just Neo for that. Cal on that. Like, no I've been on the wait list for that for like two years now. And they just don't. I didn't even know it existed to two years. All right. Well, maybe you'll find both of us on the, the blue sky soon. Maybe I'll try again when we stop recording, if I remember, which I probably won't. Anyway. I'll find out how I can get an invite. <laughs> we'll be back next time with episode 132 of Too Much Energon, where we're going to be talking about Beast Wars 2nd, Episode 4, The Lake Trap. Dun dun dun. And until then, I've been Siege, one of your hosts. And I'm Cal, your other host. And until next week, he.